We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. You know, this song, you would have heard it probably every year as long as you could remember at Christmas. And it's a, it's a famous Christmas carol, but it's not just a carol, it's a worship song. It's a song that worships, that honours God who honours Jesus. And it's a powerful song. It's actually an invitation. It's an invitation to come and adore Jesus. It's an, it's an invitation to come and worship an invitation to come and respect, an invitation to come and honour, an invitation to just come and worship Jesus. And now it speaks to when the angels came to the shepherds. That's where the inspiration for this song came from, that passage. I'm going to read it today, and it's in Luke chapter 2. I'm going to start at verse 8. And it says, I think we've got it on the screens as well. It says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognise him by this sign, you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a fast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. You know, there was an invitation to the shepherds to come and see Jesus. Come and meet Jesus. Come and meet the Saviour. Come and meet the Messiah. It was an invitation. Come and worship. Come and adore. Come and meet Jesus. And we have that same invitation today. You, come and adore. Come and meet. Come and worship Jesus. You know, the shepherds were looking after their flocks. I don't know what you've been doing. You might be looking after your family. You might be working. You might be trying to work out how to pay the bills. You might be trying to fix the, the dodgy shoulder. I don't know what your week has been like, good, bad or ugly, highs or lows, but the invitation is the same. Come and meet. Come and worship. Come and adore Jesus. And that's the invitation today. And I just want to pull out a few things I, I observed in this passage. And it says, the shepherds were in the fields nearby. Everyone say nearby. I think that's a really important word. Because they were nearby... And nearby sounds pretty good. Nearby, it's not far. <laughs> they weren't like a far, far, far away from the, from the manger, the baby lying in the manger. They were nearby. But for the shepherds, nearby wasn't near enough. They had to go and be with Jesus. And can I tell you, this Christmas season, uh, this season, any season of life really, nearby isn't near enough sometimes, often all the time. <laughs> We've got to be with Jesus. 
You know, growing up, uh, I loved the Adelaide Crows, but my favourite player played for Richmond. His name was Matthew Richardson, or better known as Richo. And uh, if you don't follow footy, let me just explain who Richo is. He's this big full 40, had long hair for years, and he was a little bit crazy. And so he'd yell at his team, he'd yell at the umpire, he'd yell at the crowd, he'd just yell at everyone. He'd miss a goal and he'd just start punching the ground and, and he was just a little bit crazy and I like him a little bit crazy. But he was really soft-spoken afterwards. And I just loved the crazy guys, especially the big full forwards. And uh, Richo was my hero growing up for years. And all I wanted to do was meet Richo. I loved the Crows so much, but I loved Richo more. I even had a little figurine. I don't even know where I got it from. You can't buy AFL figurines, but I had a Richo one. Had the stickers, had the cards. Anyway, fast forward. Uh, Richo's retired. It's my 18th birthday. Me and Darren, we head off to uh, uh, Melbourne on a footy trip weekend. And uh, we, we, as a part of the tickets, you got a package, you got access to the Virgin Lounge. Whoa. Probably never be in there again. And uh, unbeknown, uh, I'll just go to the bathroom to the urinal. And who's at the urinal with me? Richo. There's a big problem, though, because if the one place you don't want to start a conversation, it's the one place you don't want to meet hero because you can't say anything. And then Richo left and I left and I never got to say hello. Never got to get a photo with him, never got him to sign anything because we just met him at the wrong place. So me and Richo, we were nearby, we were close. But we weren't really with each other, were we? <laughs> Couldn't have been the worst spot. You know, it's like when I, when I get home from work and got my Talia and the girls and we're just... You know, check the news or the footy scores on my phone and that's got my attention, not my family. And so I'm with them, but I'm not with them. I'm nearby, but I'm not really with them. I've told you before, Myra's favourite thing to do is to pull the phone and throw it. And I actually like it because it reminds me what's important because who knows who can be with people, but not really with people. You see it in uh, a lot of people go out to cafes now, you just look around, you'd be at least one table and everyone's on their phone. But who knows, it's not even just about technology. Listen, I've got an anti-technology train. Uh, sometimes we can be here, but our mind isn't here. Uh, we can be with people, but we're not really with people. Nearby with Jesus isn't near enough. We've got to be with Jesus. The shepherds were nearby, but nearby wasn't near enough. Nearby wasn't good enough. They left and went to Jesus. And my encouragement to you uh, wherever you're at right now, is don't, say, don't stay nearby. A word we hear a lot at Christmas is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And God is with you and me. If you believe in Jesus, Jesus ascended to heaven many years later. And he said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And what the Holy Spirit is, is God's presence on earth. And God's presence is within and in each and every one of us. So God's with you in every moment. So it's not about where God is. It's not about trying to find God. It's not about, okay, let's find, let's search God out so I can talk to him, so I can spend time with him. The promise is in every moment, every day, Psalm 23, you are close beside me. God is with you and me. But where are we with him? God promises his presence. He promises, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. 
And it's about our perspective. It's about where we're looking. It's about where we're focusing. You know, when I'm on, if I'm on my phone and my family's with me, what has my attention? It's like that with Jesus. He's with you and me. In all the seasons. And how important is it at this time of year where everything's coming to the end, there's extra events, everyone's looking forward to a holiday. I, I look over our communion, I sense a little bit of weariness sometimes. And that's when our, our perspective has changed, that's where we lose focus. And this time of year, more than ever, we've got to be with Jesus. We've got to be with him. Nearby isn't good enough. The shepherds left their flocks and they went to be with Jesus. We've got to be near Jesus. And that's the invitation to the song. Come and adore. Come and worship. Come and be with Jesus. The angels came to the shepherds and they said, Don't be afraid because I bring good news that brings great joy. If you've been to our church in these last few months, we've been talking a lot about the good news. Good news in Greek is gospel. and it just, That's a word used for Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, the books, the gospel books. And it, and it describes the life, the work, the ministry of Jesus. And it's not just the best, it's not just good news, it's the best news, it's the greatest news. It's the news that just keeps on getting better and better. Good news. What's the good news? That God himself came to us. He didn't stay far off and distant. God came to us. God came, Jesus came and laid down his life. Born in a manger. Born in most likely a cave in the, in the side of a a hill or something like that, in the dirt. He came to us, lived a perfect life, laid down his life, took sin and death onto himself so that we could have life. So yes, we could have heaven. We can have eternity in heaven, but we can have heaven on earth. We can have forgiveness. We can have restoration. We can have joy and peace. We can be redeemed. That's the good news. It's the best news. It's the good news that affects every area of our life. It affects our spirit, it affects our mind, our bodies. It's meant to go from our faith. It's not meant to be a Sunday kumbaya. It's meant to go into our work and our family. Jesus, Emmanuel, God is with us. This message of Christmas is good news. It's the best news. And it's the good news that brings joy. Paul says the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's not a feeling. It's a knowing God is with you. That Emmanuel, God is with me. It's a strength. I love it that, that the song, The Blessing, you may have heard that before. We've sung it a few times, but it's from this passage in number six. And it says, Tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Another version says, May the Lord turn his face towards you. And what it is, is Emmanuel, God is with me. That God isn't just with me, but God has turned his face towards me. That he isn't just turned his face, but he's looking at me. But he's not just looking, he's smiling. That brings joy. That I know when whatever season I'm in, that this good news, that, that God is with me, that he is for me, that he's looking at me, that he's smiling at me. And we have an invitation to come and meet Jesus. We have an invitation to come and adore, come and worship Jesus. That's the message of Christmas. It's the best message. It said, after the angels told them, armies of heaven came. I had no idea what they would have looked like, but it would have been incredible. And the armies of heaven began praising God, glory to God 
peace on earth. Glory to God, peace on earth. I was reflecting on that, and I don't think that peace on earth comes about the glory to God. In a minute, I'll share a scripture from Isaiah, one of the names to describe Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And Jesus promises us peace. But peace comes when there's lordship. So when, when something's lord, then we worship or serve that. And then we live from that. For instance, if, if work is lord of our lives, we'll give most of our attention and our best attention and our worship and we'll serve that and then we'll live out of that. If it's family, it's the same. But if Jesus is Lord, we'll worship Jesus, we'll give our best, we'll serve Jesus, and then we live out of that. Jesus called the light of the world. I love the example of when you get up in the middle of the night and you stub your toe eight times, you knock over the lamp, step on the cat, but when you turn the light on, you can just see where you're going. See, when there's darkness, there's chaos. But when you turn the light on, everything comes into order. And that's like when Jesus is Lord. When Jesus is Lord, it just puts everything else in its rightful place. Work's still there. Family's still there. Everything else is still there. But it's in its rightful place when Jesus is Lord. That's why in this season, if we can get distracted and be nearby Jesus, not with Jesus, chaos comes because we haven't got Jesus in his rightful place. That's why we, get, we can get a bit ruffled this time of year, we can get a bit restless. As, yes, it, it can be busier, but where's Jesus? Is he Lord? Because if he's Lord, the rest will come into order. And we have an invitation, this song, Oh, come, we faithful, come. And worship, come and adore, come and meet Jesus. For a moment, leave the rest and come and meet Jesus. That's the invitation. But it comes with lordship. It's an invitation. Peace on earth. But the peace only comes when he's lord. We're not going to have peace on earth when we make our family lord. I love my family. I love my daughter, Myra. Her latest thing is just to grab my hand and pull me everywhere. And sometimes it's cute, but sometimes it's annoying. <laughs> and sometimes uh, I, I, I do that, and it's the right time, but sometimes it's interrupting. And so I'm not just going to go with her anywhere she takes me. She'll take me out in the middle of the road. She's great, and I love her, but she's, she'll be a horrible lord of my life. These things in our lives, they're, they're great, but they're a bad lord. When Jesus is Lord, peace on earth. And it's not a peace, you know, uh, lullabies and rainbows. and It's a peace that in any situation you can know it's okay because he's with you. It's that joy. It's quite similar. It's a peace knowing it's going to be okay. I've hope in Jesus despite anything that's happening. I love that. So the shepherds, they were nearby, but they wasn't near enough, and it was good news that brought great joy. Glory to God, peace on earth. This, this, Christ, this Christmas message is it's pretty good. Emmanuel, God with us, it's pretty something to get excited about. But I love it. They, 
when they left, they told everyone. <laughs> I just imagine these shepherds making their way back to their sheep. And they're just letting everyone know what happened. Anyone who'd listen, anyone who doesn't even listen, they're just telling what happened. You know, this message, Emmanuel, God is with us, this good news that brings joy, the glory to God, peace on earth, it's a message to be shared. And I just want to ask you a simple question. How are you going to share that? How are you going to express it this year? How are you going to express that? How are you going to express that? To your family, to your friends, to your community. You know, our community is open this time of year. Some of the songs we'll be singing on Sunday, they'll be playing in the supermarket. <laughs> it won't happen any other time of year. People are open. How are we going to express this good news? When the shepherds met Jesus, they told everyone. And I love this. They went back to their flocks while praising and glorifying God. Because if you've made a decision to follow Jesus, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but everything else still kind of happens. You've still got to pay bills. You've still got to do the weeding. Uh, you've still got to deal with situations and people that arise. Uh, following Jesus is the magic wand that just makes everything perfect. And so you can have an incredible Sunday, you can have an incredible time of God, experience just a refreshment, hear from God, be refreshed, be filled, but you still got to go back. And what I think sometimes is we, we come and we, we receive and then we just go back back to doing our work, back to doing our life, back to looking after the kids, doing whatever we're doing in our weekly routine. The shepherds went back while praising and glorifying God. And I think that's where the difference comes. See, worship is relationship, so it comes down to that lordship, really. So when we can go back to our regular lives while honouring God, while worship, worshipping God, while loving God, while having communion with God, that's when, our, that's when we don't come empty. That's when we're filled. But that's when it speaks out to other people. Worship. You know, this song's an invitation to come and adore Jesus. Come and worship Jesus. Come and meet Jesus. Now, Isaiah 9 verse 6 is a prophecy about Jesus. And it says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is who we worship. This is who we come and meet. This is who we adore. Wonderful Counselor. How good does that sound? A wonderful Counselor with you in every moment. Someone to bring comfort. Someone to bring advice. Someone to guide. Someone to lead. Mighty God. So not only is Jesus a wonderful counsellor who knows us and the intricacies and the little things in our life, but he's a mighty God, the one who created the world, the one who's above any situations, the one who speaks to storms. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. That's relationship, isn't it? But forever. Our relationships, they stop, they start. They get weaker and stronger and perfect relationship with the Father and Prince of Peace. I think this year has shown us the importance of that 
peace from Jesus. Jesus said it's a peace the world doesn't give. That's who we worship. That's who we come and adore. That's who Jesus is. You know, in a minute, Sarah's going to come and we're going to sing this song again and just have a bit of time of worship. Because this isn't just a carol, this is a worship song. This is a song where we come and honour, worship, meet with Jesus. And what I feel today is just to say, don't stay nearby. This time of year, more than any, is a danger of being nearby, not with Jesus. All sorts of different factors come into play. Busyness, tiredness, different events, distractions. And we find ourselves, instead of being with Jesus, we're just nearby. We're out in the fields with the sheep. We still know what's going on. We still believe in Jesus. We still know the message of Christmas. We, we know all the info. But we're not with Jesus, we're just nearby. And when you're nearby, you'll be flat. When you're nearby, you'll be empty. Don't stay nearby. This song, written about this, these shepherds. Come, come and meet. Adore, respect, honour, love, worship. Come and meet Jesus. I believe we're just going to spend a bit of time in worship here. Sarah's just going to lead us. And I believe as we're just going to worship God, we're just going to be filled. Because remember, as we, whoever's Lord, whoever we worship, glory to God, peace on earth. Good news who brings great joy. Let's just fix our attention back. Let's not go through the Christmas motion, the Christmas messages. Let's just come back and meet our Saviour, our Lord, the one who took death and sin onto himself, giving us life, freedom, restoration. Let's come back to that and worship God. God, I thank you that you're here. Holy Spirit, you're here. We come back to you. We don't want to stay nearby. We want to be with you. We want to be close to you. We know you're with us, so we, we fix our attention right now. We fix our focus. God, you've already forgiven us for where we've gone astray or looked away. Or, but right now, I pray that you just restore us to a relationship with, with you. Come and fill us afresh. Where does tiredness bring strength, God? Bring rest. Bring peace, God. That these next few weeks will not be a struggle, I declare. That we'll be strengthened. They'll be full of joy, full of life. God, as we look to you, as we worship you, I just pray that you just fill everyone afresh, Lord God. Heaven come and meet us in this room. In the name of Jesus. We're just going to worship. You can sit, you can stand, whatever you're comfortable with. Let's just come and meet our Saviour.